Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's time to wake up with a nice cup of morning roast. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. It's Joe Shasky. Bonte Hill is out today. We got FP Santangelo filling in, and we're going to have some fun today. And I've got an opinion that I'm not sure many people are going to agree with on the surface. But you know... I like to dig deeper. Good morning, FP. Good morning, Joe Shasky. Uh, are you, what position are you playing today? It, for those of you that aren't looking <laughs> on YouTube, Joe's got his full game union yeah, with Giants. Ready. He's got the hat. He's yeah. got the jersey. He's got the home cream on. Yeah. Very nice. I'm, I'm ready today. Well, there is some uniform talk in Major League Baseball, so I figured I'd wear one of their jerseys to try to explain about these jerseys. And who better to have to talk baseball jerseys than a former Major League Baseball player? Dude, you're missing the eye black, though. Oh, well, you got to go eye black. It, I, I, Come on, it's a big game today. We FB. have four hours together. We're gonna rock this thing for four hours. The the eye black at night, <laughs> I I love as part of the uniform because it symbolizes I'm here to get you. Like yeah, it's exactly, like, it's like war paint for me. I I hear you on that one. But growing up in the fog, you don't really need it. <laughs> you don't, but it's just symbolic. You know what I see now? Uh, a travel baseball. What? They paint their whole face with mustaches. Using Come on, the eye no, I'm not joking. Come on. They do goatees. I've seen like you know the war paint, you know yeah. the the Braveheart, but now it's the goatees, and they're all up against the fence. <clears throat> like that's how they do it, like chants and stuff. It's totally changed from when you and I were growing up. Jeez, it's not you know. Picture, 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 any of those chants. It is, it's out of control. Yeah, but you know, we all had that guy on our Little League team, the, the 12 yeah. year, you know, yeah, majors. With, with the mustache? That had the real mustache. Will Grove had sideburns at 14 years old, pitching on the mound, and everyone was like, he's 18, and he drove himself to the game. Damn, you remember his name? He's one of my best friends. I'm trying to think of the guy that threw the no-hitters, and he was 5'11", <laughs> with a stash, threw no-hitters. <laughs> Senior year in high school, oh, he was 5'11", yes. with a stash, yes. and he just like reached puberty before everybody. It was uh, out there just throwing pellets past us all. I love that. Well, all right, shout out YouTube Monte and Twitch. Part, right? Brought to you by First NorCal Credit Union. Upgrade your savings dividends. Open a First NorCal first-class money market today. Comcast Business Text Line, I see you there. There's a lot to get into. There is a a lot, 
a lot, a lot to get into in sports. And I, I wanted it to get into baseball because we, we've got a little break, you know, right now for the Warriors. And I don't want to force feed some Warrior conversation that doesn't really exist right now. We're kind of feeling good about the Warriors. The Niners, like, nobody's getting traded today. We don't have to make financial decisions today. Let's all take a deep breath. I'm still recovering from the Super Bowl loss. I am not ready to start breaking down the offseason. Are you, FP? No. Right? But I read on our Twitter that everybody's getting traded and released <laughs> for the Niners yesterday. Look, everyone has <laughs> their opinions. Like, wait, what? That's my thing. Like, I, everyone has their opinions, and I don't dis- diminish them. In fact, I encourage alternative opinions. I like same, c- like creative chaos, as I call it. You know, and and a little bit of friction. But we don't have to trade and cut everyone. No, today. Not yet. Yes. I'm still healing, Joe. The quarterback's making 900K. What's the point of cutting everyone if the quarterback's making less than a million? Well, I'm still healing. And then we're talking about releasing and cutting and trading people. No, I'm not ready for that yet. I love that. I'm still in Niner therapy with my Niner therapist. I like that. And my Niner life coach. Please help me get through this. Seriously, dude. Well, the good thing is I haven't seen any videos from the Super Bowl coming out uh, lately, which which is good. And I'm ready for a pause in the action when it comes to NFL films trying to stick the knife and twist it even more into all of our souls. Let's let's start here, okay? Um, Because I want to get into some baseball talk today. I'm really excited for the Giants this year. And I, I don't know how many people in my audience are. But I'm, I'm excited and I'm optimistic. And I will make the case one hour from now. I will make the case why I believe this year's team is significantly better than last year's team. Doesn't mean that I think there's some world beater. It doesn't mean that I think they're going to win the division or any of those things. But I'm really excited for Giants baseball this year. And I think, I think a lot of people are. And I want to hear from the audience. But let's start here, FP. I'm wearing a jersey today. It's a lighter. Now, this is a replica jersey that I got given to me from a buddy, okay? Replica jersey. It's got twill. Twill is like an iron-on fabric, all right, that's on there. And what I grew up with was the embroidered ones, you know, where it's like layered. It's textured. You can feel it. Do you know what I'm talking about? The jerseys? I do. Yeah, because you wore them, correct? (laughs) I kind of do. All right. So what kind of uniform did you rock back in the day? I'm not sure the material, dude. I, I do know, and you and I have talked about this off the air, that we had tailors, and they would come in in spring training with the tape, just like you're getting a suit. And, really? And you would say, like, I want my jersey sleeve yeah, yeah. here because I like... The Bobby Estelea. I like I like the jersey sleeve higher because I like the undershirt to hang a little bit below it. I like the sides tapered in. You know, we didn't lift weights to hit home runs. We lift weights to look good in our uniform. So if you did all that work in the off season, you got to show it off. I kind of love that. So then you get your pants tailored. Back in the nineties, you yeah. remember like we we basically wore like Lululemon tights. Yeah, very tight. As tight as you very can say. Go. Your boy Ken Caminiti comes to mind. We just, had them all the way down, yeah. and then then somewhere along the way in the late nineties, I love baseball fashion. Yeah, I me could too. Talk all day. Somewhere in the nineties. It started to get looser toward the bottom where we were pulling them over our cleats. Yes, the baggy look. The baggy look, and they would just kind of sit, and we'd cut the elastic out of the bottom of the pants so the bottom would open up, and you would just let them sit over your cleats. Yeah. We would actually put, like, a Velcro sticky thing on the back of our heel and then a Velcro thing on the back of the pants. To, to stick it. To stick it so it would stay there when I was gotcha. with the A's. With gotcha. the, we wore the clown shoes, the white clown yeah, shoes. Yeah, yeah. 
So yeah, I, I love baseball fashion, but apparently now these new Nike uniforms are, are a disaster, flustering everyone. Yeah, well, I guess the ones that I saw growing up were Majestic. That was the brand that I would see all the time. Is that does that sound familiar to you? Yeah. Okay. So the Majestic ones, and I believe that there was the like the practice, the batting practice jerseys, the mesh ones. They were kind of heavy, I guess you would say. They're a little heavier than normal, but the the main baseball jersey that I grew up with was like a stretchy kind of material, if you will. Majestic, but it was a little thicker than what these ones are. These ones are much more breathable. And I'm thinking, FP, St. Louis, August. Those jerseys were not comfortable from back no, in the day. No. Like, walk me through that. Dude, I, 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 I screwed up. I could get on my scooter and go home and grab a couple of jerseys for you. I, uh, Dude, I, I, got the, you. I got my thick Montreal away rookie jersey. The Alouettes? The, no. <laughs> yeah, the Expos, bro. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I used to go to Alouettes game. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. No, the, the, and they're heavy. Yeah, huh. And then I have a Dodgers jersey that was gifted to me recently when I was in yeah. L.A. Because I never, I didn't keep my Dodger uniform. Because I grew up a Giants fan. And my buddies and I, I've never told this no, I love publicly this. before. Like after my year in LA, we we we, we burnt my Dodger stuff. <laughs> I love that. So bad, dude. I love that. It's just I didn't have a good experience. Yeah, and then you went straight to the A's after that. Yeah, yeah, and okay. that was amazing. Yeah, and I have I have all those jerseys framed, but like the point is, yeah, that that I've watched the jerseys evolve, and now when I kind of go around to the lockers in the clubhouse and look, they're they're almost mesh. Yeah, now. And they have different materials for maybe different places you play. Yes. You don't want a mesh jersey at Oracle. No. You want a little heavier jersey. I, I agree with as that. As long as it doesn't affect your, your, your movement. Yep. I mean, I'm thinking like Will Clark, turtleneck every day. Yeah. Like, right? That's what he wore yeah. every single day. I'm not sure you're doing that in Atlanta in July. Dude, the hardest adjustment I had to make at Candlestick Park yeah. in April was learning how to layer up. And learning like what would hinder my swing because I have too many layers on. What was the right breathable yeah. Under Armour kind oh, yeah. of thing underneath? Did and they I didn't wear have, tights? They didn't have what I have on right now, which is like that that Under Armour. What do they call this now? I don't know. With the well, what's this called? Everybody what's this, knows what's what you're called? talking about. This Under Armour, like it's tight fitting. It's got like a specific name. Climalite or something. What? Like Climalite? Like is that? No, nah, it's not Climalite. It's got a specific name, but it's like it clings to the body, but it allows you to move. You see all the basketball players wearing it. Yeah. So but they didn't have that back so then. So it's lighter. Yes. And then yeah, so that that was tough. Yeah. And then I was saying, why did why the hell did I sign with the Giants? I'm I'm playing in Alaska every night. And this sucks. Yeah, it's a And then different. you had to learn how to medicate too. You know, to to be able to like get out there and and it was se it, let's just put it this way, it was seventy five and sunny where I was playing every night. And you just found a way with I like that. The caffeine intake and <laughs> In the aspirins, Mar Marvin Bernard used to like put Vaseline all over his body because that kept him warm. Really? Yeah, and, 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 and this is this is get the drip thing ready. But, but my last year when I went to camp with the Yankees, Jeter comes up to me. And he's like, "Bro, have you seen Rocket Roger Clemens get ready for a start?" I'm like, "No, dude." He's like, "You got to go watch." So he goes, "Come in the training room right yeah. now." So I go in the training room. I'm with the Yankees yeah. in Tampa, and Roger Clemens takes the 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 icy hot the red yes. the red icy hot and he rubs it over his whole body like his whole body it's an odd feeling i think junk too if i'm if i'm not mistaken and then he goes yeah, I'm, under, I'm then that. he goes under armor tights yeah under armor like uh sleeves and then he puts the pinstripes on over that huh. because he had the pitch mad 
And he goes, you got to see this, dude. Wow. He goes, it blew my mind the first time I saw it. So I just come into the, the yeah. training room like, I need treatment for something, make up something. And I'm sitting there just watching Rocket. So then he, he pitches an inning, comes down the dugout stairs. <laughs> I look in the tunnel, and Jeet's G- like, do you see what he does during in between innings? I'm like, no. So you go in the tunnel, and he's sitting there just doing abs. He's doing sit-ups between innings, like like 50 to 100 Wow. while, while we're hitting. Then he goes back out to the mound with all that, the icy hot on. Throws another inning, comes down the dugout, and he's doing like sit-ups again between innings. This is his spring training routine. But I guess throughout his career, somewhere along the line, he learned that yeah. he liked to pitch mad. Like his whole body was on fire. Interesting, dude. Doesn't that just like give you the creeps? Well, it also speaks to to Roger Clemens because he was a little out there. He was good. Oh, good. Dude, I faced him a couple of times. He was nuts. I mean, the way I look at it, there are a handful of guys that I consider Game 7, my life on the line guys, that I would hand the ball to and I think could get me into the 8th inning. Tim, it's Randy Johnson, Verlander, 2010 Lincecum. Like, there are just certain guys. Pedro, 90, was it 98, 99? Certain guys that I think of. And, and he's definitely on the... The reason we're talking about uniforms is because right now, Nike is... You know, taking over MLB baseball uniforms, and and they did it a couple years ago. But Fanatics is have been outsourced, and anybody that's bought any kind of NFL, NBA, uh, Major League Baseball, soccer, you name it, Ryder Cup gear, everything is going through Fanatics. And Nike outsourced the making of the jerseys to Fanatics, and now they're all coming back. And the material is lighter, and a lot of guys, hey, I really like the material. You're not going to have the I call it the cocaine white. We shouldn't be saying that in the morning. But the white, white jerseys, okay, are kind of out. You're having an off-white jersey. Even the teams that had the whitest of white jerseys are all going kind of to an off-white. This Giants jersey is is more, what would you say, cream, FP? Yes, it always has been. Yes, but there was the 90s where you guys wore the white, white ones. Yes. The super white ones. And so they're doing away with those. And also, they've changed some of the fonts on the back of uniforms. Now... I'm a weirdo. I love my jerseys, especially baseball jerseys. I think baseball has the best collection of jerseys, hands down, no doubt about it. Swanson, the shortstop for the Cubs, signed a six, seven-year deal last year. Should have been a giant. He's a guy I would love to have had. Banging that drum all last offseason. I would have loved to have had him. He's a winner. He comes out and goes, this isn't even the same blue color of the Cubs jersey. This is not Cubby blue. And I'm saying to myself, how? How, how, how can we mess this up? Could you imagine the Dallas Cowboys coming out and their pants didn't look that odd, turquoisey look that we're all accustomed to now? <laughs> can, can you imagine if the Lakers came out and the yellow was like a highlighter yellow and not the yellow that we're accustomed to? How are you messing the uniforms up? And a lot of players, I mean, the reaction is all over the board. Nike athletes are supporting it, which they should. They're getting sponsored. And a lot of other guys are saying... I don't love how it feels. I mean, it's more breathable. We'll see what it's like in in July and in June when it's hotter. But I don't like how my name looks on the back. I want my family to be able to see my name on the back. What say you, FP, on all? Yeah, that? I think they're they're divas. Maybe like if if you're. The, I mean, obviously, look good, play good. No, no doubt. Like if you if you feel sexy, you play sexy. Jason Giambi always used to say, "There's thirty thousand people looking at my ass when I'm in the batter's box, and I got to feel sexy in the batter's box." I'd be like, "Dude, I never thought of that." But like Dansby went to the Players Association with this. Like we're sitting here, and it sounds like Major League players are whining, right? Yes, and they, they kind are. are yeah, right? no, they are. There's more important things to me that I would be concerned about. Yeah, but. If a uni doesn't fit right and it's restricting you in some way with your movements, which I've read in that article yes. in the Athletic that you're talking about, the lack of tailoring, the which lack you of referenced tailoring. earlier, yeah. And if you don't, I don't know. It's just 
I, I, I used to be like big time fashion police as a broadcaster. Like I, I can I love to see like little things, like swagger to me is important. So like, like when, when you see for the, when you see like I don't know the name a DB for the Niners yeah. with the towel hanging off the back. Like what is that purpose? Does that serve no. other than to look badass? Yeah. And how how you wear your uniform? I completely agree. It, it, it make it gives you confidence and swagger and drip. And so if I'm out there and I'm feeling sexy and I'm looking good, it's look good, play good. Yep. So if if my uniform feels off, it's just like clothes. I don't know. I I love clothes. Yeah. I'm a fashion guy. Like I spend way too much money on clothes. I think it just kind of gets you going in the right direction if you feel good about the way you look. And if everybody is looking at you and the lights are bright and you're on TV every night, that yeah, you want to look good in your uniform. But I I hear all these guys and I read that article yeah. that you sent to me. I don't know, dude. I, if it's more about function for me and style. But it, my name on the back that my family can't... Yeah. I don't give a crap. You didn't buy that. Yeah, it's about the name on the front of your jersey anyways. Well, they're also saying that the jerseys just look replica-like, like what mine looks like. Where with the Giants, you can't really tell because it's black. You know, like the numbering is black. But there's a difference between this jersey and the one that I got in 2010, for example, with the World Series patch. It's, it's embroidered. It's been sewn on. It, there's a authenticity that someone stuck their hand on it, even though it was probably made by a machine. It just feels higher quality, the one from back then. But I will not deny, if it were playing in Sacramento and it was 100 degrees, I would much prefer this breathable you know, jersey that I'm rocking right now, which is what the players are going to be using. And to your point, isn't this more about function and playability over style? It could be superstition too. I know that if we were going Ooh, good in Oakland good with the one. with the green tops, Jason Giambi always wanted to wear the green tops. Usually, the starting pitcher, for those of you who don't know, gets to pick the jersey for the day. So if it's his day, it's his fifth day. He's starting. If he wants to wear the black alternative jerseys for the Giants, is that still a thing? I don't know, but like, th there's days when you have to wear the Higgins. Yeah, days. exactly. Like uh, Orange Fridays. Yeah, or the City Connects. And yeah, they're winning. And I those. hate the City Connects. You hate those? I hate them. Well, I like them because they're winning in them. Well, and if we're winning in a jersey, like whatever, like we got to wear that. Here's my issue with the City Connects. And again, I'm a jersey fanatic. I I freely admit it. You have a 160-year history of sick-ass jerseys, Giants. You didn't need to create a new one with the tint of the Tennessee Volunteer Orange. Like, that's never <laughs> been your color. And no, it really it drives me nuts. And to me, you know what I call that? Those, those, are, those are the 628s, not the 415s. 415 is the area code in San Francisco. 628 was the number that they tried to add on because so many people moved here. This is pre-pandemic. We're going to have to get more cell phone numbers, so we're going to create the 628 area code. So I call those the transplant jerseys. I, actually, I, do I didn't not know like that them. 628 story. That's actually kind of interesting. But that, that's a cool way to put those jerseys, the 628. I I like you love them, don't no, you? No, I... I like a lot of. I don't like the jerseys themselves, but like all the other gear that's come with it, I've actually kind of liked. And to be honest, I, I do kind of enjoy that shade of orange. It's uh, it's kind of like a Miami Hurricanes orange, not, but, a, not a Tennessee. Orange. See, like to me, like I look at the '60s, '70s, the '80s Giants jerseys because they're all a little different. That G, that cursive G that they had uh, for the Giants in the '70s, like think Vita Blue, Willie McCovey, late '70s, early '80s. Those were great jerseys. The '80s curvy Giants, the Hum Baby Giants attitude jerseys. Why they haven't brought those back? Like I would go to all of those before I go directly to the City Connects. That's just me. 
Dude, one of the coolest things. I'm down the rabbit hole. One of the, no, no, I know. And we're probably losing people. But this is the only time he can talk about this stuff. I no, love it. Dude, one of the coolest things was is, is we wore the orange throwbacks yeah. at Candlestick yeah. last year. The pullover. The V-neck. Yes. And, and, and I grew up a Giants fan. Yeah. I used to watch Johnny, Johnny LeMaster and Dwayne Kuyper rock yeah. those. So I'm out there in center field with my orange jersey on just going, this is so badass. With like, those white are, pants. These are the jerseys that I used to watch. Yes. The only thing that was different is we had the white pants with the belt buckle. Yeah, if they, you remember the orange jerseys, elastic? they had the elastic yeah. snap. Yeah, that yeah. was the thing in like well, the 70s. Well, you but didn't that's wear what belts. I, that's what I wore in Little League. Yeah, yeah, same. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Same with the stirrups. Yes. Yeah, I, I bet you they're, 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 dude, we're getting way deep in the No, region. but I love this. But dude, they, there's so many kids now that don't know that the high of the stirrup goes in the back and the low goes in the front. Nobody knows what a sanitary dude. sock is anymore. No. We used to cut out the bottom of the stirrups in Little League and put elastic so you could pull them up like Vita Blue all the way to your knee. Look, dude, I, I, I love. I could talk baseball FB. uniforms and the intricacies of them, but like people are probably driving no, off the road listening great. to this right now. We're, we're changing up. We're having fun. We are having fun. I'm telling Let's you right go. now. I go into the bag of these like 12 and 13 year olds that we have travel baseball with. It is unbelievable the amount of gear that they have. Elbow guards, shin guards, leg guards, a waffle sliding glove. Even though you've never slidden head first into any base ever. It drives me nuts. We're going to continue this. I've got something on the other side. I don't know how many people are going to agree with me, but I've got something on the other side that I think is a reasonable opinion that on the surface sounds absurd. But if you dig a little deeper, you might agree with me. It's regarding Major League Baseball versus the NBA. That's on the other side. FP filling in for Bonte and Shasky on 95.7 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now, back to the morning roast with Bonte and Shasky. No, Bonte's out. Shasky's in. FP. Ooh. Wow, I don't know what happened there. FP is filling in. My bad. <laughs> got, got caught on the off-ramp there. Little Dave Fleming. I did. Dude, wow, that's really good. Fleming M. Uh, here's what's coming up. Brought to, brought to you by Safeway here on the game. Uh, I am going to tell you something about what Anthony Rendon said. And I, I want to hear from the audience. But it, not now. About 25 minutes. Anthony Rendon said something, and we have an audio clip that you just don't want to miss. But while you're here, get yourself 957 The Game Gear, breakingtea.com slash 957. We got all sorts of cool apparel. You can wear it whenever you want, win or lose. We've done a lot of losing lately. As well as get some awesome gear repping all the shows like ours, The Morning Roast. Go to breakingtea.com slash 957. Now, FP, I want to run something by you. Clearly, the NFL 
is the number one product in sports right now. Would you agree with me? Hands down. It's not even close. The top 90, I think it was 95 of 100 shows that were viewed this year, 95 of those 100 were NFL-related products. NFL's king. Yes. Everything else is way down the list, and Taylor, like it or not, took it to another level. 100%. Yeah. The college football would Taylor, be... Taylor, like I know her. I know. Sorry to interrupt. No, I love it. Yeah. College football is probably the second most viewed thing in America outside of politics. It's the NFL, politics, college football. Boom. Like, boom, 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 boom. Okay? Right. Basketball and baseball are vying for what I call that third spot, right? Kind of right now. Even though you could lump college football and the NFL together as just football, I'll listen to that um, because they occupy a certain time of the year. And the way that those sports are with the scarcity of games, with the name recognition over a three-year period of someone like Caleb Williams, you just get to know these guys. They give you the ready-made stars. Trevor Lawrence. We've watched more of Trevor Lawrence than... Chet Holmgren, for example, who I'm citing in the NBA. Right. We just get to see them more often. And so I feel like the NBA and Major League Baseball are far behind the NFL, and I don't see them lapping them at any time. Like, let's just throw the NFL and college football to the side. The NBA and Major League Baseball are fighting for viewership. They're fighting for dollars. They're fighting for streaming rights right now. And they're both fighting to stay afloat with the regional sports networks kind of collapsing. You're seeing that all around the country. It's this topic we've been talking about. Um, if you had Bally's and you're a Diamondbacks fan, it's tough to watch your team locally. Imagine if NBC Bay Area didn't broadcast Giants and Warrior games for those locally. That's what's been happening in 16 other markets around the country. And I'm just looking at the two sports. And LeBron and Curry mean so much to the league right now. So much to the league. I'm really worried about where the NBA is going over the next 10 years. Why? I don't trust the leadership. I don't trust Adam Silver. He, he's better. Well, yeah, I, I, I'm, I hear you. I, I'm Not that Manfred is the greatest, mm. but I think they've made adjustments to their game, and I see them being more adaptive in the last three or four years than I ever thought they would. Pitch clock. You know, throwing over limit. The the reduction of the time of games is a dramatic increase for the viewer. It, it it's it's been incredible. They had thirteen percent of their games this year go three hours or more. I'm gonna guess that you were against it until you no, saw it. No. You were for it all the way. I was totally I, against it. I'm a guy that sits at South Sunset and goes, "Get on the rubber, get in the box, <laughs> let's go, let's go." Why do I find that not shocking? <laughs> like that's. A, a, I, I'm a big believer in, like, let's go. Get in the box. Let's go. Now, 100%. that being said, like, once you get in the box, you only get three or four of these at-bats. Yeah. You know, be selective. I, I understand all that. But, no, there was way too much time. I don't want to see Nomar Garcia-Para flipping his gloves 75 times. Pablo doing the cross. So, I do love that Major League Baseball has implemented certain rules to speed up the game. I, to me, the base running element and adding athleticism, much needed. You know, I didn't love the shift idea, the banning of the shift idea, but now that I've seen it implemented, you're seeing batting, you know, averages kind of creep back up a little. It's not the greatest, you know, the 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 swing for the fences thing isn't something that I love, but I, I see them being adaptive. I'm looking at the NBA, we've got a lot of problems. Same thing that Major League Baseball has. The schedule's too deep. And you look in and I don't see how they're gonna make defense more of a priority. It feels like offense is through the roof, and there is no defense in the NBA. How many Draymond Greens are there? Or anyone even close? Who's the next up-and-coming Draymond Green? 
You don't get paid for defense. You don't get paid for defense in baseball. No, that's true. And athletes are going to chase the money. No, no matter that's what true. sport it is. So, you, what are you going to do? Go to like the owner of your team with your agent as an NBA player and say, "Look, here's all these defensive numbers, it, and now you're going to get paid through the roof." Well, here's what I would say: is that Rudy Gobert got multiple max contracts, and he's a defensive stalwart. Now he's got block statistics, which let's say you're a perimeter defender, you're not going to get those, right? Right. Um, and so it's much harder to quantify defense. Would you agree? Yes. As opposed to points and rebounds. Yes, and all, all the defensive analytics to me are very, very flawed. No matter what sport. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. So I'm just looking at it this way, and and I look at the NBA and Major League Baseball. I think they're both. They both have a lot of questions. I'm not saying that both are. Oh, they're going to be super profitable forever, and they're never going to turn back. They have to adjust and adapt on the fly. But if I'm betting on one league over the next ten years. I'm betting on Major League Baseball, and I don't think a lot of people would agree with me on that. What do you think? Well, I mean, I think based on the rule changes, the reason they changed the rules, they're trying to get the younger audience. Yes. They're trying to appeal to kids now that are on their cell phones, that are have 1,800 other things to do besides watch a baseball game. When I went to a baseball game as a kid, I would root for extra innings because I wanted to stay there longer. I didn't care about the time of game. Yes. There was scheduled doubleheaders, and my dad and mom and I would look and be like, that's a scheduled doubleheader. Let's go to that. Or it was seat cushion day, or it was uh, bat day, or whatever. Oh, bat and we, day. We, we would, bat day. Yeah, we can't do that now because they'll use them as weapons. But yeah, like, <laughs> so, or so throw true. them on the field. No, or you're so right. Yeah, hit a guy in the head with them, whatever. So, in that regard, in, in, and I was an old fashioned get off my lawn guy. Like, there's no clock in baseball. Screw this. And now you're going to. The one rule I used to joke about on air is I would limit throwovers. Because throwovers are the thing that gets booed most in any ballpark. On the road, you throw over, you get booed. Yes, and it just slows the game down. It's like, Uncle Man, like if you didn't, if you, if you're worried about him stealing second, you shouldn't let him get on first. I'm and, with you. So I was joking about limiting throwovers, and then I look and they're implementing the way they're making a new rule based on my jokes on the air. Like I had nothing to do with it. I'm not saying that, but like I would joke about it. Like I, I would give five throwovers a game, and and, and blah, blah. so I like the fact that baseball. Is 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 moving forward and forward thinking based on seeing it. I was wrong. I said this pitch clock is horrible. I mean, I, I watched guys that were veteran pitchers go out there and just melt down in spring training last year. But baseball players adapt. We've adapted as fans. Camilo Duvall almost collapsed at Yankee Stadium the opening weekend. Yes. Over the pitch clock. Yeah, because... He's he, a slow worker. He need, well, he needs to speed it up. Yeah, no doubt. Even but you get... Coming, but I, even just jogging in from the bullpen, bro. Like, come on. <laughs> just get on... Get your ass on the mound and throw Well, you know why my wife likes the pitch clock? We went to opening day, and she had never seen... My wife's a big baseball fan. She had season tickets before we even got together out in left field. And she goes, you know why I like it? And now I know when the pitch is coming. I look over at the clock, and I know action on the field is going to happen. I was yeah. like, wow, that's an... That's an interesting point of view. One of her big problems with Little League Baseball, it takes forever. <laughs> She's like, these games last forever. You get to the fifth inning, it's a two-hour game. Yeah. Fifth grade. And you got to get up in the morning, and, and, and I get that. But, like, what should NBA, the NBA do, in your opinion, to move forward? You're getting there, aren't you? Well, I am getting there. To me, there's there's rule changes that I'm open to. I don't know what exactly they are, but I'm looking at the players. Wouldn't you agree? The players are what sells things. LeBron and Curry have ushered a 
just an affluent era for the NBA. They've been wildly successful with Steph Curry and LeBron James the last 20 years. Would you agree? I would agree. But yeah. I, I, Joe, you, this is get off my lawn, so I'm yeah. old again. I was more of a team guy back in the day. I, w- I was a Lakers fan growing up, full disclosure, no because doubt. of Magic Johnson. I was from Michigan. Yeah. I followed him in high school yeah. at Michigan State. He came out to the West Coast. We came out to the West Coast around the same time, my family. So I just followed Magic with the Lakers, and I loved his brand of basketball. The I, Lakers! I, I loved the pass and the passing. I yeah. Yeah. The way he just he he invented everything. But magic. But it was team though. It yeah. was the Showtime Lakers. It was the Celtics. It was the Bulls. It was Michael Jordan for a while, and just Michael yes. Jordan. But he learned that to win, he had to include other people, and they won. Yes. And it was the Pistons. It was it was teams against teams. But that's not how but the kids it, are consuming. It, it, it's, it's players against players. It is. But I'm also looking at who's going to usher the next era. Let me just read off the top. I put 12 names down. I put 12 names down, the top NBA stars. And you tell me if you have more faith in the NBA or Major League Baseball. Victor Wimbayana, Zion Williamson, Paolo Bancaro. These are guys under 25 years old. Scotty Barnes, LaMelo Ball, Chet Holmgren, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, John Morant, Tyrese Halliburton, Tyrese Maxey, Anthony Edwards, and Luka Doncic. Those are the NBA stars that are ushering into you for the next 10 years if you're the audience. I, I I love Luca as a player, but a lot of people have rejected his style of play. And we can dissect this even more. When I look at Major League Baseball, let me read off some of these names. These are the 12 names under 25 that are ushering the next 10 years. Jackson Holiday, Gunnar Henderson, Julio Rodriguez, Bobby Witt Jr., Corbin Carroll, Josh Young, Emmanuel Clause, Adley Rushman, Fernando Tatis Jr., Bo Bichette, Vlad Guerrero Jr., and Juan Soto. There's a lot of name recognition on that Major League Baseball side. And I don't think the average fan would think of it that way. If you're betting between the two sports the next 10 years, I'm taking the 12 stars from Major League Baseball under 25 years old over those NBA stars. Am I crazy? No, you're making great points. And, and I think this is just what you view, what, what you like on your sports menu. If you're an NBA fan, you're going to see the NBA younger guys as... Uh, something you're going to gravitate to. If you're a baseball fan, your points are dead on. I don't. It would be hard, I think, with your argument as good as it is, to sway somebody from the NBA camp over to baseball and vice versa. I think you're right. But I think you're right about baseball. Baseball's young talent is off the charts now. Like the young players with Acuna and Soto and the, the guys you mentioned, Bichette, uh, Vlad, Vlad Jr. Um, the name recognition G- of their G- dads playing, I think, is a big deal. J-Rod in Seattle. Yes. I, mean, I mean, there's there's some really good young players. That, in a lot that we didn't even mention. And, and there's some guys on the NBA side who sound a lot like this Major League Baseball player. You have to hear what this guy said. I, I think there's a lot of correlation right now between the two sports and guys being quote-unquote overpaid and not understanding what the common fan thinks. Anthony Rendon <laughs> said something that may trigger you. I'm going to talk to you and FP and the rest of the Bay Area about it on the other side, and that's what's coming up on the game. And It's brought to you by Fremont Bank, full-service banking, no compromises. <laughs> Now, back to the morning roast with Fonte and Shasky. Ah, no Bonte. FP's filling in. It's Shasky. And this segment is sponsored by Golden State Lumber, serving the Bay Area for three generations. When you succeed, we succeed. Visit GoldenStateLumber.com. Now, look, we're going to have Nick Fidel on at 8 o'clock, and he's an NBA guy. And I know what I said the last segment, and I'll regurgitate it here for those that are just tuning in. 
it, it sounds ridiculous on the surface, but I want to dive into it, and I kind of want to correlate it to what Anthony Rendon said yesterday, because we were having a conversation about athletes and authenticity and being open, and there's a fine line. And you kept saying, yeah, but sometimes you're too honest and people can't accept that. And you get criticized as an athlete when you're too honest and you're too real. And so I look at this this list and, I, and what I said, if you're just tuning in, was that if I'm betting on the two sports over the next 10 years, I'm looking at the stars. I'm looking at leadership. And I don't love Rob Manfred, but the fact that they have adjusted this many rules in a short period of time tells me they're very... Very adaptive. And I look at the NBA and Adam Silver, and I feel like Adam Silver has zero control of his league. And he is too friendly with all of the players. Then I look at the players themselves. And I'll just list some of the names. And people may not know some of these guys on either side. If you're a baseball fan, you'll know them. If you're not, I, I get it. Jackson Holiday, Gunnar Henderson, Julio Rodriguez, Bobby Witt Jr., Corbin Carroll, Josh Young, Emmanuel Clause, Adley Rushman, Fernando Tatis Jr., Bo Bichette. Vlad Guerrero Jr. and Juan Soto. Those are the, the 12 guys that I've identified under 25 years old. I didn't mention Acuna because he's 26. Okay? And then I look, and, and there's a lot of guys that are second-generation stars on that side. A lot of young players. And who knows what their careers end up being. I mean, Julio Rodriguez plays, has played two years. Bobby Wood Jr. has played two years. Who knows what these guys evolve into? But I can already see that these guys are getting record money, and they're going to be factors in their organization for the next 10 years. And I think consistency and being on one team matters. I look at the NBA stars and that are under 25. Victor Wembayana. I've watched Victor. I, I'm not that, like, I don't have to tune into a Victor Wembayana game. Not that I am on all these other guys, but okay, like whatever. Zion Williamson, Paolo Bancaro, Scotty Barnes, LaMelo Ball, Chet Holmgren, Tyrese Maxey, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, John Morant, Tyrese Halliburton, who I love, Anthony Edwards and Luka. And there's a theme that I'm looking when it comes to the NBA players, and it ties into what Anthony Rendon said. A lot of these guys are unreliable. You know, I'm looking at Zion Williamson. Can you really rely on Zion Williamson? Like three years ago, if I would have said Zion's the 10th or 11th best player under 25, you'd say, Joe, you're tripping. But, like, I can't rely on him. Can you? They, As a star of the league? Of the NBA list that you just mentioned. Yeah. What's the one guy that you would tune in to watch? And it's, for me, it's John Morant. The, everybody else on that list is really damn good. I mean, they're, they're great. Halliburton doesn't do it for you? Yeah. I know. I want you to be honest. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's good. Uh-huh. I, I love his weird shot. I mean, You're and, betting, like, uh, who's betting on LaMelo Ball? I just, I'm, I'm talking about, like, you're sitting at home. Yeah, yeah. Your time's valuable. Yep. You got to get to bed early because you're getting up early yes, doing a show. Yes, and, yes. and it's not the Warriors. Uh-huh. It's your free time. Like when they, and it's it's the NBA on TNT. It's yep. a national game. In which one, which player are you locking into? Like, I got to watch that. And that list, there might be one for me. L Luca doesn't do it for you. No, I mean, I no, <laughs> no. I want you to no, be honest. No. Yeah, I like high flyers. Dude. Yeah, okay. I like high flyers. So Jaw's I like Jaw's a guy. I like Would high you flyers. also admit that Jaw is very unreliable? Well, yeah, off the court, he's had his issues, <laughs> obviously, but. 
but I'm talking about pure talent uh-huh. and somebody that I want to donate my sports fandom to. Your time. My time. Yeah, which is the most valuable currency we have in life right now. There's not enough time, and how you allocate it is extremely important. Anthony Edwards, okay, maybe, but that's Minnesota. I don't care about Minnesota. Yeah. I, I, there, there's certain guys on there. Now, what about if, like, and again, you're a baseball guy, so you might be jaded. Yeah. Vlad Guerrero Jr. steps up to the plate. I, I want to watch him swing hard in case <laughs> he hits Me too! But I'm, I, I don't know that I'm going to donate my time. Okay. I, I mean, I was with Vlad Jr. when he was a fat kid in the clubhouse, and he was eating ice cream all day. And, and Vlad Sr. was there, and he was my teammate. Yeah. My son and Vlad Jr. are friends because they, no they grew up together. Yeah. He was a little kid running around the baseball field. And he, I shouldn't say fat. He was a chubby little kid. <laughs> he was a chubby little kid. Like, but he was great. He was the cutest kid ever. So I'll watch his at-bats uh-huh. because, I don't know, there's a relationship there. Uh, other than that, I mean, I, I got to see Acuna Jr., dude. I got to watch him play. Okay. I got to see Mookie. I, I mean, I, I love Mookie Betts, even though I hate the Dodgers. Yeah. I, There's the some guys movie. on the Dodgers that are hard to hate, even though they're Dodgers. Watching Mookie Betts Shh. run the bases is one of the most intoxicating things I've ever dude, seen. Dude, I love Shohei. Like, I what, do I, what do I do this year? But th- those are Freddie guys. Freeman's my favorite guy, and now he's on Dodger. Like, what do I do? Yeah, I'm sorry. We're going no, no, 20, I know, but 25 and under is the category. The reason why I'm doing sorry. this is because I'm, I'm looking at the next 10 years. And I just, again, I picked. From there were multiple articles that were out there, and then I used my own discernment, and I just try to put guys together. And it's like, look, Luca is amazing. Luca might be more accomplished than even Juan Soto, who has a World Series ring, who is the top player on my other list for Major League Baseball. But I feel like we've rejected Luca's brand of basketball. Dribble, dribble, dribble. I have the ball. I am selfish. I get all the scoring. I do all the passing. He's such a good passer, though. No, he's amazing. But do you want to watch that? Does he look like a guy that you can hand the mantle dude. of the league to no. and everyone's going to like flock to watch? No, dude. He, he, Jordan and Magic and Bird and Curry and LeBron. That's what I'm saying. Those are guys that move the needle for me. Those are the guys that no matter what I'm doing, I'm going to watch that game. Now, there's a guy who uh, two <laughs> years ago, if you would have asked me this, I would have said, Joe, you're you're no way. But right now, Shea Gilgis-Alexander is someone I like to watch. He's a unique player. He plays at his own little cadence. He can get buckets all over the floor. But when you're in Oklahoma City, you know, I, I don't I don't know. I don't know if that's going to resonate. You know, I, I really don't know. And again, maybe I'm too tainted, but I look at someone like Fernando Tatis Jr. and the way that his star grew, and I know he got in trouble with PEDs, and he's kind of got a jaw, you know, edge to him, if you will. Fernando Tatis Jr., if you pull a bunch of kids, they love him. They love him as a player. I, you know, And I don't know what he'll end up being, but they love him as a player. And I look at some of the guys on the other side, and I don't know if they have the charisma that he has. Dude, I, I want him to play shortstop. I know he won a gold glove in right I field, but if I, man, I know he made errors, but the plays he was making at shortstop at times were Aussie-ish. And now they've moved him off because I think they're putting Kim at second this year and Bogart. I mean, Kim at short and Bogart's, and Bogart's at huh? second. Well, Kim was good at shortstop the year prior. He, he, he's solid. Yeah, when they had the, the PEDs. But, but why'd you give a 10-year deal to Bogart's if you're not going to play him at short? But Tatis Jr. is a freak. Yes. Like, he was blessed by the gods with his dad as a major leaguer and, and his athletic ability and the matrix things he can do when he slides or the way he can t- contort his, his body. Arm. It's like OBJ. Yes. Like, it, it, he's the OBJ of baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when OBJ was the man in football, like, yeah. they're, they're just freaks. Um, and yeah, that's a guy I'm going to watch. Is that bad? So I look at like O'Neill Cruz for Pittsburgh, Ellie Dele Cruz. Ooh. The, yeah, these Ooh. are some. Like, I don't know how. I don't know. I don't think the common fan could identify these guys. I'm a nerd, so I'm in on it. But I look at guys like that. I'm like, dude, 
Sky's the limits for some of these guys. And look, not all of them are going to become Hall of Famers, and not all of them are going to be 10-year players. You know, we were talking about Pablo Sandoval at the break. Pablo Sandoval's rookie year was amazing. He didn't really come close to matching that the rest of his career. You know, and he, he left a lot on the table. And there's a lot of guys that do that. Dude, he's left nothing on the table. Well, <laughs> recently he has. I mean, did you see him? He's in better shape than Patrick Bailey. He looks great. Yes. Yeah, Patrick Bailey. But that's one pitcher. I got to get down there. And I see. know. That's... I'll report to you, dude. Please do. Please do. So I, I look at the NBA, and I, and I think if I was going to ask NBA fans or sports fans, what's the biggest issue that you have with the NBA currently? Right? And I think the majority of them would say that the players don't appreciate the consumer, the people that are paying the bills for the league. You, the viewer. You, the ticket holder. And I don't think that's fair. I, they care about their fans. Like, they do. I, I, I don't think that's a fair statement. But I do think the majority of anti-NBA fans or anti-NBA people or just NBA fans think that the players take a dump on the fans. Would you agree with that sen- sentiment? I, I, I don't know about that. I, I saw Steph throwing basketballs into the stands at the All-Star game and letting kids shoot. Like he was kind of bringing kids on the court to shoot. So in in that regard, you see Steph interacting with fans all the time. I don't know anything but the Warriors, like because I'm not at the arena to see other teams in their home environment. But what I see with the Warriors is they're super fan friendly and they get it. Yeah, they get. And and this is hypocritical for me to say because I was not fan friendly. I had to lock. I had to lock in. I wasn't good enough to like sign your autograph, Joe, and go get three hits. If I was playing, I had the blinders on, and I had to just get. I was at work, so when I'm at work, I can't go over and be your buddy and then go game phase. If I wasn't playing, sure. If you were more established. And maybe then okay and, and I don't mean that as a criticism to your career I'm just asking would your point of view change yeah maybe and the one thing I would say and we'll get to this in a second is I was around Anthony Rendon for seven years and he had so much fun playing baseball he was always smiling he was yeah. the most relaxed guy in the world and I used to look at that and go damn I wish I would have done that I wish I would have enjoyed it more smelled the roses yeah. and had fun well that's what I when I'm watching but, Steph but now that. he's the opposite of that the one thing I want to ask you getting yeah. back to the NBA Joe like you mentioned all the rule changes in in the commissioner in baseball versus a commissioner in the NBA what would you change to make the NBA well, more forward because the the my big pet peeve with the NBA is and, and I'll let you go after this is I, I I don't like the the challenging calls it just stops the momentum of the game some calls are irrelevant and it Slows takes forever and then some ref has to give me yeah. a four the other night I was watching and some ref <laughs> gave me a four minute definition of what just happened and I'm sitting at home going play the damn game I I'm totally screaming agree. at the TV that's a pet peeve of mine so I think both sports have an issue. There's too much inventory, as in there's too many games. The The beauty of the COVID season was that we realized, like, wow, this sprint isn't that bad. You know what I mean? Like, it, it was more important. Every game mattered a little more. Now, I understand there's a beauty of baseball being played 162 days, and that's how it's always been done. But we all can acknowledge both sports are television sports. These are television programs now. These are not, you know, in-house viewing where they're getting the majority of their money. The majority of the money comes in through television deals. And so if I am constructing something that is a television show, both leagues need to find a way to be more consumable for the actual fans, right? And so dedicating 162 days, three hours a day, it's, it's a lot. 
it's a lot for the common fan. Going to that many games is a lot, but watching it is even more difficult. So I look at the NBA and I say, they need to reduce the amount of games. Guys are only playing 58 games a year anyway. LeBron and Steph, who are the two greatest, who are, who are lucky enough to stay healthy this long, are only playing 58 games a year out of the 82-game schedule. And then you got a gauntlet of a playoff. So I think reducing the regular season, creating more of a sense of urgency in both sports is mandatory. And I know that the immediate kickback is, they're never going to give up the money. There's a lot of television money that's up in the air right now. And I think when you are selling to an Amazon Prime, an Apple Plus, giving them more playoff games, giving them more special content is what they crave. They don't want regular season redundancy. TNT doesn't sign up for the Tuesday night game for the NBA. They sign up for All-Star Weekend because they know that they're going to get more viewers and more eyeballs that way. So I'm thinking that both sports need to reduce the amount of inventory. That's the start. Yeah, I mean, 160. No, no, it isn't because 162 games a grind, man. It's it, it just too much. It really is. Uh, the one thing I would say in baseball, the record books are sacred more than any other sport. I don't know. I don't know hallowed records in football, and I love football, and I follow football as closely as I do baseball. I couldn't. I'm not a. I'm not a numbers guy, but mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you Jerry Rice's records by number. No, I could can. tell you that Joe DiMaggio had a 56 game hitting streak. I yep. tell you Barry Bonds hit 73 home runs. Like I can tell you all the numbers, the historic numbers. Yeah. Ted Williams had multiple triple crowns. Yes, you, you, we know this. I think a lot of fans know baseball records. Yes. NBA records? I don't. I don't know any of them. I do. You, like, what's? Give me an NBA record. The Warriors won seventy three games in a season and lost the championship. Okay, but <laughs> no, but I know. But that's like that. I I, not I, much. I, I know players yeah. and I know Hall of Famers. I don't know what Larry Bird averaged. No. I, don't, I don't know what Magic Johnson's assist average was. I don't know what Michael Jordan's scoring titles were. I know that he won the championships. I know. So I, I would say that. To your point, 162 games sucks, dude. Like it, it mentally, more than physically, it's a grind. So when you say you like that little baseball in a microwave oven during COVID, the Dodgers won the World Series that year. I don't count that because well, it, it, baseball is about like getting through the rigors mentally more than physically of 162 games. And then you get to the playoffs, all of a sudden you get a shot of adrenaline and you find a way, but you're all banged up. It's like it's like just it's just like one of those airplanes that got shot up and it's landing and one gears down and you're just taping things up and duct tape and bailing wire and this drug and that drug just trying to get out there with painkillers in October and hopefully adrenaline takes over but I, I don't think you can. I would love to see a 142 game season. I would love to see yeah, guys I, get Mondays I, off every week. I think 110 is the sweet spot, ending in mid August, so that you can control the television. But now schedule. you have the record books, dude. And forget the record books. That's so why everybody got so upset about the steroid no, era because the record books, the record books. No, they, I, I get that. Yeah, it's the record. But books. then we're talking about a small percentage of people that are outraged. Now I'm I'm of the age where like we're in control of a lot of the voting. My my age bracket. We lived through the steroid. I era. love dude the everyday rhythm of baseball. No, I get that. I love the, the the season and how it's a reality show and it's not about the destination it's about the journey i love to turn on a game on a tuesday night against the pirates 
but I don't care. I just I love having it on as the background to my summer. Yeah, but if you want to capture the largest audience, you cannot have your playoffs going up against the NFL and college football season, right? You just can't. It's it's not the best way to capture the most amount of attention, dollars, eyeballs, etc. You're listening to ninety five seven The Game, KGMZ FM, and HD One San Francisco. And don't forget, you can watch us every day on YouTube and Twitch streams. Just log on and search ninety five seven The Game. Be sure to like and subscribe the channel while you're there. Brought to you by First NorCal Credit Union. Upgrade your savings dividend. Open a First NorCal First Class Money Market. Do it today. And shout out to Comcast Business Text Line. Everybody thinks I'm absolutely crazy, and they're all taking the NBA. I, but I do believe, like, I'm looking at some of the names on this NBA list as I, I'm talking about who I would bet on, which league, the NBA or Major League Baseball over the next 10 years. And I, I think there's a common theme. Like, John Morant, there, there are a lot of people that think that, like, he disrespects the consumer. I don't know if I necessarily subscribe to that. Um, Zion Williamson, he doesn't care about basketball. You know, Ja doesn't care about basketball. It's not their number one priority. And Anthony Rendon, who's on a major contract with the Angels and has averaged, I believe, 50 games played over the last three or four years, he had some very interesting comments. Sam, I would like to pull up the Anthony Rendon comments yesterday as he gets ready for spring training. And there were a lot of opinions. Here's what Anthony Rendon said when they asked, uh, him about what his priorities are. Is it still a top priority for you? Well, it's never been a top priority for me. This is a job. So I do this to make a living. Uh, my faith, my family come first before this job. So if those things come before it, I'm leaving. Is it a priority? Oh, it's a priority for sure. This is my job. I'm here, aren't I? Do you want to be here? I don't want to talk to you guys at <laughs> 7 in the morning or whatever time it is. So... <laughs> Did you, I mean, do you want? I mean, do you want to like be here playing baseball? I have games? answered your question. So why do you keep picking at it? Oh, <laughs> yeah, you technically answered it. <laughs> Thank you. So the 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 clip that made the rounds is a meme, basically, of the words that say, you know, baseball's not my top priority. It's my family and my faith first, and then baseball. And I'm here, and I'm listening to the tone of the quote and hearing it, and I understand where he's coming from, but I also have to. Tell him, like, dude, as I told you yesterday, FP, self-awareness, knowing who you are, knowing how things are going to be perceived by the audience. You know, I want honesty, but maybe a little more discernment on when to be honest. What were your thoughts when you heard that? I mean, this is one of my favorite players that I ever covered. This really? is a guy that I became super close to in D.C. This is a guy that after the Nationals won the World Series Game seven in Houston, that we were pouring champagne on each other's heads in his locker because we kind of knew he was going to go somewhere yeah. else. And I got like sad that he was leaving. And as a broadcaster, you get close to the players, you get close to their families, you get close to their aunts and their uncles. But every once in a while, there's a certain guy that comes along that you just like vibe with. This is a guy that I don't know that baseball was ever a priority for him. He talks about in 2014 where he was thinking he could walk away from it. Um, he was just so great at it. Like, great. One of the best players I've ever been around on a daily basis, easily. Ooh. One of the best hitters, one of the best defenders, one of the most clutch hitters. His pulse was always the same. I would joke on air that if I had one guy in, in, in all of my baseball career to be up in Game 7 of the World Series with the game on the line to be him. Really? And he hit a home run in Game 7 to give the Nats the lead. I mean, he had a phenomenal playoffs that year. So did Strasburg. His comments and actions and his relationship with the media have always been weird. He doesn't like to talk about himself. He's super shy. He cares about his religion and his family more than baseball. Um, those comments, if he's playing, 
and he's half living up to seven years and $245 million are colorful and funny. And you say, okay, but because of injuries, because of perception, because of the market he plays in, like he hasn't, he hasn't got out there and performed. So now when you say things like that, it, it comes across bad. I agree. And the way he got short with the reporter, he's super sensitive. Like he's starting to read things and comments, and now that's dictating his persona. His persona has always been super shy. I don't want to talk to the mm -hmm. media. I hate the media. This is just my job. He's always been this guy, what he said. But when he was hitting 340 yeah. and 30 home runs and driving in 100 and playing gold glove third base, one of the best defensive third basemen I've ever been around, the complete player could run the bases. He's fast. Like all of it. I don't know if money changes you, Joe, mm -hmm. but I think. In some regards, when I saw what he did in Oakland going after the fan, when I saw the brawl against the Mariners when he had a cast on, he was the first guy out. These are these are characteristics I never saw in this guy. So I don't know if Anthony's had trouble uh, adjusting to fame. I don't know if, if the spotlight's too bright in Los Angeles, but when he signed that contract initially, my gut instinct was, why the hell did he sign with the Angels? He's not a Southern California guy. You know, his dad was a pool player. He grew up in a pool hall playing pool with his really? dad. Like, he's a family guy. Yeah. Amanda, his wife, is one of the nicest people you'll ever meet And they've got the four planet. kids. He's got four kids. Yeah. He, he, he's, a, he's, he's, a, he's a man of faith. He's yeah. super religious. Yeah. Like, these things should be more important to you. But when you're making seven years, it's $245 million and one of the biggest contracts in Major League Baseball, and you haven't been out there producing, now this just is a bad look. I would hope that every player would say these things. Yeah. I know we got to go to break, yeah. but I was the kind of player that baseball had to be number one for me. I want to dig into this more. I want to dig into this more because I, man, there's just so many. I have so many thoughts. Look, we're gonna replay the Anthony Rendon comments, and I want. I just want your opinions. Like you guys are the consumers. You guys are the fans. You know, I want to hear from you. How'd that land for you as somebody who's quote unquote paying the bills for these athletes at times? And I know that their talents also pay the bills. So I, I want to hear from you, the, the fans. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. How'd that make you feel? What's coming up on the game? That right there is what's coming up on the game. And it's brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full service banking. No compromises. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.